How's it going, Jets fans? My name is Alex with my co-host here, Ryan Moran. And today we want to discuss a couple of unique defensive line packages the Jets can implement during the 2022 season. Now, we did talk about the offensive alignments a couple days ago and what they can do uh, with spreading out the wide receivers, getting their playmakers a little bit more active using Michael Carter and Brees, Huff, or Brees Hall rather, um, on the field at the same time. And there's a lot of great things they can do on the offensive side. You know, it's, it's really exciting to see all these different movable pieces and dynamic ideas uh, that are going to be presented uh, by Michael Four in this offensive system. But the defense has a lot of uh, ability to get creative and do some really fun things. And their defensive line has so much good talent now. And of course, you draft Jermaine Johnson. You have Carl Loss coming back from injury. You got Huff and uh, John Franklin Myers and Quinnen Williams. Just an embarrassment of riches um, if you're looking at it from a pure on-paper standpoint. But we kind of want to talk about and break down some defensive alignments that could help this defense take a step forward and you know keep guys fresh, but also make sure the pass rushers are being utilized adequately. But Ryan, before we dive into this interesting segment, how are you doing today, my friend? I'm doing great, Alex. I appreciate it. So when obviously you know the background of Joe Douglas and Robert Sala, the trenches are obviously going to be prioritized and the O-line and D-line are very prioritized in terms of free agency dollars and draft picks when you look at the Jets right now. And this defensive line could have 10 or 11 players on the roster come week one. You look at the edge with Carl Lawson, Jermaine Johnson, uh, Bryce Huff, Jacob Martin, Vinnie Curry, and obviously Michael Clemens, who they drafted in the fourth round. And then inside with Quinton Williams, John Franklin Myers, Sheldon Rankin, Solomon Thomas. And then for that 11 spot, you're probably looking at a battle between Nathan Shepard and Jonathan Marshall. So it's definitely – you know, interesting to really discuss and really try and find ways that the Jets are going to be able to get all these guys on the field with all the depth they have. And you factor in all the rotating that they did a year ago. It's certainly worth just discussing some unique outside the box packages that Robert Sala and Jeff Ober could end up deploying this season. Yeah. So like, what do you think is the first, like the one they're going to rely on the most? Like what is the, the order um, those four guys in the trenches that you're like, this is going to be our every down type of lineup that, you know, given everyone's healthy and, and not fatigued, um, who would you kind of prefer to see? For sure. So I think the top four, it's pretty self-explanatory when you look at, you know, who the top guys are at the edge. I think you're looking at Carl Lawson and Jermaine Johnson. And then on the inside, you're looking at Quentin Williams and John Franklin Myers. Now, I think this is primarily a package you want to get after the quarterback. I don't necessarily know that this is most ideal run defense and, which is obviously what I'm going to get into next year. And I think, you know, you want to play a little bit bigger against the run. I think the main concern right now for the Jets is who is that fully fight of Kassi replacement. The Jets have had so many players at that position. When you look at Steve McClendon, Damon Harrison, Foley, you know, for a long time, the Jets have had players at that zero one tech position there. And, you know, right now I think the battle you're looking at is probably, like I said, between Nathan Shepard and Jonathan Marshall. So, one of those guys against the run with either Quentin Williams and then on the outside, John Franklin Myers and Jermaine Johnson, you know, with JJ being one of the better edge defenders against the run than the pass. And, you know, the size and physicality that both him and JFM can play with. So I think on first and second down and obvious running situations, that's probably, you know, the uh, grouping you're going to see out there. And, you know, really from there, you, you have some unique pass rush, you know, depth that uh, we're also going to touch up on here and, I think this run defense is, you know, got got to really prove itself. We spoke on it this week with the linebacker position and also up front, you know, replacing Foley there at the zero one tech. So it's uh it's gonna be interesting to see, you know, if it's Marshall, if it's Nathan. Obviously Shepard's been with the team for like five years now. And Marshall was someone they just drafted last year who uh athletically, I mean, this is in like the ninety-ninth percentile. So it's gonna be interesting to see really who uh ends up taking that spot there to play the run. 
Yeah. I mean, those interior guys, you're really relying on Quinn in um, to step up and, and have a really good season. Of course, it's a pass rusher as well. But the edge setters, you know, Jermaine Johnson, at the very least, is going to provide a great edge setter in the run game. Uh, maybe he'll take some time to develop. He's a little bit raw as a pass rusher, but he's got good size, right? They're looking at a guy who is six foot five, 260 pounds. Um, and what I like the most about Jermaine Johnson is that he plays an unbelievable amount of snaps. Last year, he played the 10th most snaps um, of any um, uh, edge rusher in the country. And he played 61 snaps per game on average. The guy's an Ironman, um, really, really good lower half. He's he's unbelievable bend for a guy of his size. He can set a hard edge in the running game. And like that's what you're going to want from him on day one, right? Like you're expecting Carl Lawson to be that main primary edge rusher. But Jermaine Johnson, man, like he's he's a beast. Like he is a great run defender, a little bit older, which is why he slipped in the draft. But as a pass rusher, he's more than capable. Um, getting that first uh, like opportunity to be a starter last year for the Seminoles, absolutely crushed, right? He uh, finished with uh, 14 sacks, nine tackles for a loss. Um, he played 415 pass rush snaps and 313 run defense snaps, 736 in total. Um, that's a lot of snaps, a lot of snaps, um, and a lot of run defense snaps too. And you know how physical it gets, um, especially in the trenches there. So, you know, what is your role? What do you think Jermaine Johnson's role is here um, as kind of a edge setter to start? Do you think that maybe he's rotated early on because of his kind of rawness when it comes to uh, being a good pass rusher? But, you know, how do you think that they'll get him involved? For sure. So it, it re- really transitions perfectly into my next couple of pairings here. I think with JJ, you're really going to definitely see him against the run just because of the fact that Carl Lawson, Jacob Martin, Bryce Huff, Michael Clemens, so many of these guys are better pass rushers than run defenders. And but I think that's part of the reason you're still going to see JFM on first and second downs really playing on the outside. You know, they need that size, that physicality. They need guys who can play against the run. And I think JJ is still going to get pass rushing opportunities on third down, two minute situations. You can never have enough depth. You can never have enough athleticism, speed. He obviously brings a little bit more size compared to Lawson, Jacob Martin, Bryce Huff. So I think you're really going to see JJ definitely against the run. And, you know, he, he'll be a part of the rotation as a pass rusher, no doubt. And really that next group I wanted to talk about is just a NASCAR type of front. You talk about all the speed that the Jets have up front and really trying to throw offenses off, um, you know, a NASCAR front with four edge defenders lined up across the front, I think. You can see Jacob Martin and Bryce Huff on the outside. You look at two guys who really specialize just with their low build to the ground, their bend, their speed. They're just fast, their initial get off. And then on the inside, having Carl Lawson over a guard to just kind of change things up for him, you know, put him in situations where, you know, he gets a true mismatch and he's in space one-on-one against the guard and can use some of his speed and quickness. And the other guy inside opposite there with Carl, uh, put Vinny Curry, get him on the field in some ways and, He's a guy that's a little bit bigger, kind of like John Franco Myers, Michael Clemens, you know, in the 270, 280-pound range. So, you know, really try and get some more speed and just true edge pass rushers on the field with all the depth the Jets have. So that was the next, you know, potential group I wanted to discuss there. Yeah, man. I mean, look, there's a lot of guys to to feed in this uh, rotation. But um, personally, I think that the catalyst is going to be Quentin Williams, right? He's going into that year before the uh, – you know, I guess the contract situation, trying to figure out what's going to happen there. And he's got to have a big one. You know, Quinn Williams has been a little inconsistent at times, but other, otherwise a pretty solid player for this Jets team. Um, I think we expect a little bit more from him going into this fourth season, right? Is he, is he on his fifth-year option now? or how? His fifth-year option's next year. Next year, okay. So, he, so okay, so they got one more year of him. Um, they've accepted that, I imagine? Yes, right? he's on the contract next two years with the team. So. Okay, 
So they got they got Quentin Williams for two years, and you know they might want to extend him. Honestly, if he does really well in 2022, I don't see why they wouldn't want to extend him beyond the fifth year option and try and you know lower because because you have to imagine like signing a guy now is going to be cheaper because the cap's going to rise over the next couple seasons. Um, especially with these big money deals coming in, so like you're those the what a what a defensive edge edge rusher or rather a interior guy is going to make is probably um, going to be a little bit more two years from now. So you, you kind of want to get that deal ro- roped up um, if, it, if he happens to have a really good 2022 season. Um, but like, what, what do you think like maybe one backup guy that could end up having a big role on this team that maybe people are overlooking? Definitely. So th- that actually, again, transitions perfectly into the last group I had. You look at the interior depth. I haven't even mentioned Sheldon Rankins and Solomon Thomas yet. Two guys who they signed in for agency the last two years who both really fit the scheme attacking right up the field with speed. They're, Again, two really for the D-tackle position there, undersized. And obviously, uh, Solomon Thomas has prior experience with Robert Sal in San Francisco. So having Thomas and Rankings on the inside and then either two out of the three between Jacob Martin, Carl Lawson, Bryce Huff on the edge, you know, really look at this as like a mainly back uh, backups, you know, pass rushers and, you know, third downs, two-minute situations when, you know, maybe Quentin, JFM, some of those guys need a breather. And you know that Ulbrich, Sala, they've spoken on the fact that they plan to rotate a ton. So. I think Solomon and Sheldon are two guys inside that you're definitely looking at, you know, just kind of keep JFM and Q fresh, you know, throughout the entirety of the season. Yeah, it should be fun. This is going to be a really fun defensive line to watch. Of course, now, you know, we talked about the linebackers a little bit, CJ Mosley and, you know, they got Nasrul Dean. They have, uh, you know, Quincy Williams and some, and Jermaine, what's his name? Um, Jamie and Sherwood. Jamie and Sherwood. Yeah. I always forget who his name, but some good talent there that, you know, will be fun to watch the position battle as training camp unfolds. Definitely things are going to be ramping up over the next couple of weeks. So we got you guys covered on all the different ideas and topics and, you know, updates from training camp. It'll be super fun. And I know we're looking forward to it uh, very much. So, so guys, hope you enjoyed this video of Fireside Jets. Make sure to like, and subscribe as always. And we'll catch you guys on the next episode.